0: Hello and welcome to the Keen on Things podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Keen. Thank you for listening. Uh, hopefully, this uh, 30 minutes is something for you. 30 minutes every week. This is episode 32, and it's called The Perfect 33. Isn't that something? Isn't that weird? Um, God, what a crazy year. And now he's calling episode 32 The Perfect 33. Why is that? We'll get to that, guys. We'll get to that. Uh, all about my weekend in San Diego. Uh, Doing comedy, interviewing people, uh, for a fundraiser, for a a, uh, promo, reel, for a golf tournament, for a good cause. But that's what this podcast is. It's weird, right? Mixes things up. Irreverent. I mean, episode 32 called The Perfect 33. You know, it's just too bad I didn't start this podcast a week sooner, or it would have been lined up perfectly. Or if the foundation was called The Perfect 32. Uh, or if I didn't want to wait until next week to do this episode uh, but the events happened this past weekend so the perfect 33 thank you for joining me what a crazy uh crazy time right the perfect 33 really quick is a foundation <clears throat> created by David Wells the former major league pitcher uh, he pitched mainly I mean we know him more from the uh, Blue Jays and the Yankees where he won World Series as um, for those teams, but he played for nine teams. He also played for San Diego Padres, from which is the city he is from. Anyway, former Major League pitcher started a, uh, a foundation for military veterans and their families, Navy SEALs and such, And being from San Diego, Pendleton, Navy SEALs, all that stuff being a big uh, big base out of there, yeah, that place in Virginia Beach. Every year, David Wells, who uh, pitched the perfect game, the night after he was drinking with Jimmy Fallon, he pitched against the Minnesota Twins. He won two World Series, as uh, one against Toronto and one against New York. Every year, he hosts a golf tournament fundraiser down in Diegoville, and it's packed with celebs and former pro athletes and uh, and such. And what I've got two of my friends from Orange County who work with the foundation, uh, Josh Emmons, who I went to high school with, and Dan Ambrose who i almost went to grade school with kind of he he went to capo uh so we knew a lot of the same people the duncan's in particular who actually changed his life in junior high he was doing well uh, all his life getting good grades and he met them and befriended them and then uh his life went way off track for about a decade uh which happens when you know paul and david duncan but that's fine he's back on track now at times even though there are evenings that it doesn't appear as such but anyway, Josh and Dan, good good dudes and good friends, and uh, I hit them up a few months ago about this tournament, this golf tournament that David Wells puts on, and I went through our friend Louis Pavlovich, who I also went to high school with, who had been to the golf tournament, played in it, and partaken, and he'd done it a few times, actually, and I wanted to see if I could interview people during the golf outing on that Saturday, um, you know, in my ABC, Wide World of Sports, Monday Night Football, old school 70s sport coat and I want to put it on video as a sample clip for my interview skills and do a pro bono for the uh the tournament and because I can't give money but I can at least give time, you know, and the little skills I have. Uh and it was, you know, pro pro bono piece for the for the foundation for the tournament. Anyway, I asked months ago about that if I could do that. Just kind of hang out that day. I didn't even mention performing, stand up. And I heard, hadn't heard back for a month or months plural, guys with an S unlike uh until like a week ago or so and dan asked me if i was still interested in interviewing people um but also doing stand-up there friday night at the welcome kind of event welcome ceremony silent auction and i knew larry the cable guy was probably going to be there because he'd been there in years past and i think he goes up and says a few words and he's really funny uh and they said hey do 20 minutes or whatever 15 20 minutes and he'd go on after me if I didn't do well, and he could make fun of me. And I was looking forward to it. That that relieves the pressure. So I'm like, oh, even if it doesn't go well, he'll make fun of me, and people will like me for being cool, for being made fun of and such. But um, I didn't know all the details. It was a Friday night, Saturday, Saturday night thing, and then Sunday, everybody heads home, hungover and exhausted. Um but they didn't give me much to go on. And I went online and I saw this perfect 33 foundation and all the tributes to the fallen soldiers and their families and and vets that come back and money they raise for them because way too little Pentagon money goes toward them. But, you know, keep paying in. Um, And I didn't know all the details of the fundraiser because it was explained to me by men, right? So you get minimal details. We're such ogres. We just grunt our way through everything. Hmm. things sports food uh, fundraiser San Diego that that's all like w- you know women at least want details what is happening at what time what do I need to wear what mood do I need to be in give me information once I have enough then I'll leave you alone <clears throat> so I don't know what I'm getting into right I get there after a seven hour drive from LA I meet Josh and Dan in the lobby for a drink I'm like cool we go outside there's tons of sports memorabilia Thank God for spell spellcheck. Um, and there's pictures of Old World Series. They're signed balls, basketballs, baseballs, gloves, mitts, you know, all this stuff, all sports, Super Bowl rings, Hall of Fame pictures, lovely night, right, by the pool. One side of the pool is a stage for music. It's all set up, ready to go. That's where I thought I was going to be doing my thing. Um, the other side is where I did do the thing near the memorabilia, a little stage, a little screen, right? And the nerves are building. The nerves are just building one cause I drive down to San Diego and it still kind of haunts me cause that's where my older brother who was special needs lived for so many years and we'd go and it's right by El Cajon, which is where my brother was Santee. And so I'm slowly over the years kind of just living with that and, you know, peeling off the layers or just existing in that, you know, at some point you just have to exist and you're like, okay, it's not going to get better. I just, I have to get better or just be better, you know, like survival anyway. Um, that was always a dark place as a kid to go on Sundays. We'd usually go on Sundays. Took forever to get there. It was a miserable day, kind of. Seeing him was great. Saying goodbye was awful. Driving back late, and school starts the next day. Okay, so down in San Diego, which is still, for me, a source of a little, just a, a little bit of, ugh, you know, um, nothing against the city. It has nothing to do with it. It's just where my brother, my older brother's special needs stayed. Anyway, um so we head down, and um, I'm at the event. I've got a little angst because it's going to be an outdoor gig. Uh, there's a lot going on. There's lights, but not on stage where you exist or where you perform. The lights are just distractions, shiny colors. Everybody looks good. It's it's loud. Um, it's beautiful. It's dark. And it's just not ideal for comedy. The dark part works in a basement, but not when it's outside. Um, and... I'm just I'm anxious. It's it's not the vibe. I'm like, do these people want comedy? I mean, these guys are ex athletes, ex soldiers that want to drink, uh, that want to gamble, and maybe buy some stuff. And you know, they've got some of the, some of the people had their wives there or spouses, whatever. And they start off with a couple speakers, and I'm just like, oh man, this doesn't feel right for comedy at all. But it ends up kind of being perfect for comedy, which anyway. So there's Navy SEAL guys. They start off. They talk. David Wells says some words. Then they play this video. It's the story of a young man who was a kid when 9-11 happened and vowed to serve in the military someday. He trained in young adulthood. He got into the Navy SEALs and could just do amazing things with his body. Really explosive stuff. Jumping from the ground onto the kitchen counter without using his hands. Just like straight up boom. Uh, not quite vertical, kind of, but more of like a, you know, a climb. Like you just, you know... Shots of him going surfing with his friends, his peers. You know, they're in the video talking him up, family members. And many of these people are on hand, by the way, his family. And as a result of combat, this gentleman perished. And there isn't a dry eye in the house or on the, in the courtyard on the back patio where this big pool celebration was happening. So it's like, okay, this is looking less and less, uh, you know, comedic-friendly so david wells gets back on stage great man and he looks fantastic by the way if you remember him as a pitcher he's a big dude looked like kind of brutus or something from popeye but now he is man he, he's ready to go he could play another 10 gets back on stage and he's choked up and he doesn't know what to say just thankful for this kid and you know all the guys that have done this and that went over and you know the people that we remember and the people that we don't remember and it's dead silence and it's just hanging in the san diego night just hang in the evening sky, the silence and the the stillness. And I don't even know if it's sadness as much as frozen emotions. And I'm just sitting there kind of toward the front. And he says, uh, Dan, to Dan Ambrose, who's, who kind of coordinated it. Dan, we better get uh, your friend up here, man. And I'm like, I think that's my intro. <laughs> I mean, I don't <laughs> I think that's as good as it's getting, you know, just, uh, it's not going to be, Hey, okay. So we're going to change gears guys. This, 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 this guy did this. He was in the, okay, get him up here. It's it's Hey, Dan, Dan. Yeah. Where are you? Yeah. Let's get your guy up here or whatever. And meanwhile, Dan's in the back getting a drink. Like, and I just start walking up the stage. I'm like, Dan's not going to respond. Dan doesn't even know. And Dave's like, Dan, your friend, come on. The comedian, is he here? What's up? And Dan's in the back, like, you know, having a cocktail, smoking a cigarette or whatever. I finally get up to stage. It's dead silent. Now it's like been silent for like a minute. And Wells is like, uh, do what you can, man. <laughs> it's me, the mic. I'm sorry. And uh, and I just did the same material I always do, pretty much, but louder and bigger and more aggressive. And that's what you have to do with an outdoor, out, outside outdoor gig. And I just yell at Dan and Josh in the back. I'm like, thanks for booking, guys. Thanks for the gig. This is great, you know? I had no idea what the lead in would be. appreciate the, uh, the the hole that i'm I'm made to perform out of. Uh, and I mentioned how I that I notice how they're in the back, hiding, getting getting the getaway car ready in case it doesn't go well. And just, just, guys, thanks for the details on the gig. Thanks for letting me know what I, that I'd follow a tribute of a fallen soldier, et cetera, et cetera. you know. And the crowd enjoys it, and I just slide into the prepared material. Did about fifteen minutes. It was well received. I was thrilled. I got off. David Wells gives me a hug. Just incredible. Right. And uh I don't know. So it's kind of weirdly perfect for comedy. Isn't that crazy? Um Larry, the cable guy, Jim McMahon, the Weaver brothers, the pitchers. Uh I think Kirk was there. I think Donnie Edwards, a football player. Uh I think was Marshall Falk there. I don't know. One of the guys from Chicago, the band who wasn't Peter Sotera. Um, place is great free drinks dodger game going on one of those great nights in your life where you feel like it's a party but you actually accomplish something as well you got something out of it and you're being kind of rewarded and and you can exist there now and it's nice to have you know because you don't know anybody there so it's nice to have people coming up to you that was great that was great some stay and talk some just the handshake and move on some just a nod and uh you feel like you did something so that was great And I've had a few other great nights like that in my life. One was when we taped live at Gotham on Comedy Central about a decade ago in in Manhattan, Uh, twice with Swartzen to sold out crowds, uh, at theaters in Minneapolis and San Francisco about uh, 13 years ago. And this was just one of those amazing nights and uh, and an amazing cause and an amazing foundation. And I'll get to that a little bit here. Um, Comedy outdoors can be hard. Don't let anyone tell you any different. The sound escapes. There's probably too many lights so people can see all around and aren't really focused. The only light you want is on that stage. And there's usually not one on that stage if they're everywhere else. And um, and when they're not sitting, which they were not, it's even harder. Because they're not entirely relaxed. They're standing. They have to lean. They're just like they're looking for the next opportunity to sit. You need people seated in the dark where they can only see the performer. Uh, but whatever. It was socially distanced uh but outside standing with an auction going on it makes it tough but you have to get after it um and the difference is you have to project and that's why a lot of comics um don't want to do right you still do your material unless you do crowd work which is fine you do your crowd work you do your thing um but i, I just don't never i don't never i don't ever know what crowd I'm dealing with so i don't really do the crowd work some people might be more sensitive to stuff um But with the outdoor stuff, you have to be louder, project, put out more energy, uh, which you know comics want to do, right? It's a little more work. Comics want it to be easy. They want to talk into the mic, let the mic do the work. They're like, here's the stuff. Here's my thing. I'll act a little bit, but it's written and the acting makes it sound like I just wrote it and uh, the mic does the work. But when you're outside and have to project like, like a salesman a little bit, a salesperson a little bit outside makes you really have to get after it but it felt rewarding right people had a good time that's what it was about um family of the fallen soldier was there pleased uh, as pleased as they allowed themselves to be right and uh, we talked briefly i saw the dad coming out of the restroom we exchanged a moment and it was positive all around didn't get paid but whatever why start now you know if money's not going to come then i'll just give this away till i die but um made some good contacts right it was a good cause cause I can tell my, my landlord that I, I made good contacts. I, I don't have the money, but I made good contacts last weekend. Material was a combo of, uh, you know, recent events, COVID Southern California sports, all that. As uh, so Carlene, David Wells, right hand was just an amazing coordinator uh, for everything. And her son, they did a great job. Friends, friends. Now uh, my friends gambled a little, I had cocktails, enjoyed it. I don't, to, to gambling and all i don't trust myself um but foundation they got me a nice room on the 10th floor it was marvelous right was hung over saturday had to do interviews for people on the golf course i'm so smart for taking it that late i could have easily cut it off about two or three hours prior uh henry phillips the great comedian uh actor musician he came down to help record the man on the street segments he had a little conversation with the dude from uh, our speed wagon that was good um and we just asked the different participants funny, weird questions, right? How much money would it take to get you to take a David Wells pitch off the leg? Who do you trust more with your money? Wells Fargo or David Wells? Uh, how Wells would you say you know David Wells? Silly stuff, right? How many teams did he play for? And I think he played for nine different teams. Three teams he played for on two different occasions. Um, with all that moving, is David Wells U-Haul's best customer? Stuff like that. Um if Larry the Cable Guy says he's going to be at your place sometime between 8 and 6, do you wait wait for him or just have your neighbor let him in the house or leave a key under the mat? Do you trust him that much? Just random stuff. And I hope they enjoy it once we uh, edit it and do everything. But um, And I was exhausted that Saturday, man. I was exhausted. I was supposed to stay at the course and help with the raffle, I guess. Kind of. They weren't sure. I wasn't sure. But I went back to the hotel and changed and thought that's where they were all coming back to. Uh, but they had all that stuff at the golf course, so I missed it um and and the shuttle situation wasn't great like it was all over the place so and it was about a 10 minute drive and i could have driven back whatever i was beat and just stayed put until people got back and by the time they got back it was kind of like everybody been drinking uh and i just waited out to hangover a little longer while they drank and they were beat when they got back but they rallied and i was ready to go again and fun night saturday night fun night i don't think it was as crazy for me the second night's never as, as big but uh Talked to a few military dudes, military families, um, pro athletes, some serious testosterone, man. Some serious, where am I? 16 minutes, okay. Um, some uh, Some serious testosterone I haven't been exposed to so much since high school football or college, really. Montana college football players. Those kids from Butte, man. Well, all over, Helena, or all over Montana. All over. But Butte is, for some reason they fight more a lot of irish democrats liberal it's funny man it's a weird all these little weird uh pockets of our universe right um i live in la i do comedy i think i'm over the top masculine aggressive sometimes then i meet some of these guys and it's like wow i'm nowhere close all right these guys are gnarly uh whether it's navy seals whether it's ex-professional athletes some arrested development there right They're you know they're they they didn't really need to ever develop other parts of their brain um after teenage years into the 20s into the 30s and sometimes never do which is fine i guess right you're treated like god but you did something very great for the world you know you were able to play professionally that's incredible uh but sometimes that can limit your brain if you let it It doesn't need to be like that uh i'm not saying it's good or bad i'm just saying that's how it was is a sick casino S Y C U A N Sikuan Casino in San Diego, right near where my older brother Danny lived and stayed, um, uh, where he was injured years ago. So he had a home. He was in a school there, and then that school—I don't know if it closed or he just got too old for it. They moved him to a house. The house was much better, much more humane. Then he got injured. He got a fall, busted his upper leg, and had to be hospitalized and then rehabbed. And that was a nightmare—nightmare uh, nightmare life. Um, so that's been the evolution of San Diego in my mind. Slowly it changed as my uncle Tim moved there and lived there, and we'd, we'd go down there and have good times. And my buddies, uh, Travis, Mike, Steve, Rob, Fish, Woodburn, I uh, went to college there at SDSU. So we'd go down there and uh, have a good time. And slowly that uh, the pain erodes. And there's some good, uh, what is it, San Diego State and Aztec and Charger and Padre games. I think we had Village People concert one year, which was fantastic. Um And uh, so, yeah, those are good times, man. And that helps uh, heal, you know, because you got to communicate this stuff. Had we communicated, it wouldn't have been as bad a problem because it never is. If you're communicating, things aren't as painful. But uh, anyway, so we'll talk more here. Um, Yeah, San Diego, not bad. Okay. Anti-war. Okay, now we'll get to the troop thing and all that. Now. Anti-war does not mean anti-troop. I'm sure plenty of troops are anti-war, maybe more than anyone, right? Those guys don't, they're there. They see it. They don't want it more than we don't want it. Um, and so I just want to say that right there. And then, because it's just, I don't think it's necessary. The extent to we go, uh, And we'll get back to that first. The vets and help. Um, getting them psychological help. They don't always get it. Making that call, that's, you know, you're asking someone to make a call. That like takes a crazy amount of courage too. So I hope I was talking with some of the guys there Friday night. I hope there's the option where psychologists, therapists actually go to your house and talk to you. Um, Not without the vets knowing, you know, it's not a a freaking, yeah, a pop up, hey, you know, hidden camera. But just because actually going to therapy for the first time. Um, can be very intimidating. You know, I've done it and that can be very intimidating, very overwhelming, especially when a veteran knows what he's possibly going to talk about, you know, and what he's going to dig into. And he's like, I'm not going, I'm not in the mood to be in that mood. So it's too easy not to go. So if the appointment is scheduled at your place, maybe it's easier in a more familiar environment. Uh, I like a, a foreign place for myself. Um, that is solely for that. I like to go to a different place for the therapy, but some people might be more comfortable at home, less of a jump that they're making, less of a new office, a new vibe, a couch, stuff like that. Um, I'm just trying to think of ways to better get veterans help, right? 22 veterans a day committing suicide somewhere between 20 and 22. Uh, Not to mention the ones who are slowly dying from booze and drugs and depression and such from the battlefield. Just mind blowing. I can't believe That there's that many veterans that 20 to 22 a day are lost. Um, that's about 50 veterans who've committed suicide since the event, 50, maybe 75 since all that tournament ended. It's just mind blowing numbers, right? I have to get online to confirm. Sometimes I'm like, is it really 22 a day? Yes, it's 20 to 22 a day. Um, you know, what's that? 140, 150 a week. Um, I don't even know the status of the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan right now. Is that at a standstill with COVID? I don't know. Are we still at war? Aren't we de escalating? I don't know. My buddy, whose dad was in Asia during Vietnam, not in the Vietnam War, but during the Vietnam War, he was in Asia. He was in Korea. Told his son who wanted to enlist, not to enlist. Uh, he's like, these wars are corporate wars. They're lies. Don't do it. The son did it. Saw action. Now back. PTSD. It just continues right and vets don't get enough of the pentagon budget and the solution for offering more resources to vets is noble and necessary but stopping the wars would work even better man um what's the reason we're there access to these resources i don't know we don't want people we can can't control to have access to their own resources i don't know do they really have weapons uh, it doesn't seem so not like we say they do build up these enemies uh in the press to go do those things to look heroic And, you know, troops are in the in between all this, right? They're, they're just the the buffer that like, has to absorb all this. Uh, And anyone else can sleep fine at night, but we need to be uh, in control of their resources is the belief, I guess, I don't know, we need to make it seem like they are too crazy to be in charge of their own resources, the oil. So we paint these pictures of them as extremists, uh, to assuage any uncertainty or doubt mainstream America may have towards these wars. I'm not wrong here. Okay, I do not work in corporate media where some kind of party line has to be towed because um, it's scary where these two corrupt parties agree. It's it's usually war. That's where they agree. But uh, if Dems and Repubs are agreeing on something, it usually means dead Arabs. That's what that means. Okay, um, it's not on the soldiers; it's on the policymakers. Correct for data, Miss Holland, who was actually I think she went to Navy Academy, but she taught us geometry and trig- trigonometry teacher, sophomore, junior, high school, used to give us credit if we got our first step in math wrong, like the first step of an equation or something wrong, and then we got the rest of it right and called it correct for data, CFD, and that's what troops are, right? Sent in to accomplish a mission, they accomplish it, great. Morally, uh, I go after the Pentagon more. They're like the hot girl dating the guy. They do don't really care about and they pick fights at the bar and then the guy is forced to step up and even though he's not always sure but it's his duty to save face he can't back down and then gets screwed over and the girl can move on like he gets his ass kicked or beats the guy up and then he goes to jail and the girl moves on to the next guy and it's like bitch what are you doing pentagon um anti-policy never means anti-troop don't let them paint that picture for you okay they make it scary for us in social circles to question our foreign policy uh, at least in the 60s, we stood up and marched and fought against the fighting. That war was half as long as these wars, and there's not as much protest, online stuff, right? Um, anyway, more fun COVID lockdown topics, right? Point is, gig itself is great. Good on the Perfect 33 Foundation, and if you ever want to go, www.perfect33foundation.org. Perfect 33, the number's 33. Go to that David Wells organization. You can contribute or go to that golf tournament and meet some celebs, golf with celebs, and uh have an auction put a bid on uh, some cool products meet some fun people golf have drinks and have a nice weekend away even gamble and then suicide prevention for um troops and for all people really but uh i'm focusing here well all people right suicide prevention 800 number 273 8255 273 8255 it comes right up when you google it 800 i uh, believe me i know comics man that need this um but it was great brothers and former athletes um where am I here am i am I way over okay we're good twenty five okay um, former athletes interesting, but so important to remember they're human beings, man, soldiers too they're limited by their experiences like the rest of us right these are twenty five year olds thirty year olds they can only experience so much. And they're not all-knowing. You see someone famous and you think they're all-knowing, even though they're a 15-year-old actor, a 20-year-old gym, uh, you know, Olympic, Olympic athlete or whatever. And they're, just, they're just people. But the power of that magic box makes us believe that glory and fame makes someone all-knowing. It's very bizarre. Um, so I guess it gets back to be a human being. Treat people like human beings. Human bean juice. Okay. Um, now, guys, we've come to the point in the episode where it's time for... Yeah, that's right. How about that sound system? Uh, Patrick Keene's Tweets of the Week. Uh, on Monday, I tweeted, um, boy, the Revolutionary War was fought between two rich guys named George. We want world peace. It's so funny. Two rich guys named George. Rich white guys. Like, we want world peace. Rich white Georges couldn't even get along. You know, not that crazy? Yeah. Um, that's crazy. They were fighting over world power or what was perceived as world power at the time. Maybe it was. On Tuesday, I tweeted, went to the dentist the other day and got a local anesthesia. Yeah, it was local. I'll be damned if I'm getting a foreign anesthesia. You know, I'm American. So she gave me a local. I was like, yeah, I want something local. Uh, that's terrible. Okay, on Wednesday, I tweeted, is it okay to vote and not have a plan? Like, what's that scam ad that I've been seeing? Vote and have a plan, you guys. It's like, okay, where did it have a plan come now? Like, is that kind of a... An offshoot, is that like a passive-aggressive way of saying, vote, but don't be behind the person you're voting? What a, <sighs> what a joke. All right, on Thursday I tweeted, uh, whenever someone says, I don't like that guy, I ask, have you ever had a drink with them?" And the answer is always no. Problem solved. Have a drink with people, you'd be surprised. Um, I did that last week. I went with this guy and I was... And I was like yeah, i don't know and we had a couple drinks and i'm like oh I've, we found some areas that connect whatever on friday i tweeted uh i just cannot stop voting exclamation point you know all these uh messages and reminders we can only vote once, but like it makes it feel like no no get back it's like a gym like get back there get back there and it just seems like it's endless you know but uh, i mailed in last week and it feels like i still need to be out there and doing stuff it's like no my work is done now okay uh, but the mail-in feels good because the day is so. It's it's like therapy that first day. It's like therapy, and then the new location. Those can be two different things. Um, but if you mail it in from the comfort you're at home, and then Election Day hits, and you're not as anxious about all that stuff. Okay, um, that's it, right? Those are the tweets. Okay, let me. Uh, God, let me play that that little thing again. What a cute little birdie. Okay, um, that'll bring you peace. Okay, we're we're almost done here. Um, so that was Patrick Keens' tweets of the week. Boy, thirty-two. Episode thirty-two. That's a number, number, amazing number for football. That and twelve. Those are the big two. Number twelve is the most for all those quarterbacks, and then thirty-two for running backs. So um, that's it. All right. Thanks for joining. Um, election week is next week, probably just the beginning. It's not going to end. I mean, even I, uh, you know, if Agent Orange wins, then whatever, then it might end. Then it'll just be four more years of the insanity, and then uh, if he doesn't. Uh, if it's close and it's a Biden win, then it's not over. We have to do, We have to go another month or three uh, of protests and you know decisions and, and all kinds of stuff. and they, they may have to send in the troops to remove him, which would be weird and beautiful. Um, but even if Biden wins by a lot, he might still have to he might still not leave quietly. Um, Dodgers game six tonight, I don't feel good about it. I don't know if I feel good about the series. I've never felt good about this series playing Tampa. They're too damn tough. They're not afraid. They're scrappy. Nothing to lose. Playing great at the right time of year. And the Dodgers, there's a lot of pressure on them to win. They've been knocking on the door for years here and they don't have the pitching. Um and uh I just I can I can feel it a little bit. I've been nervous since the beginning. Uh I'd really like to be over in six. It would be a huge thrill. I think they should do it in their make piece pitching tonight, even though they're gonna save Bueller for game seven. We'll see. Hopefully next week I'm talking about a World Series title. But if not, I don't mind getting uh getting there and knocking on the door again and eventually they'll get there. It, you know, if they can get some better pitching, this squad could win two or three titles, you know, do it. They could do it. But uh, me not feeling good means nothing cuz uh, I've not felt good before and my team's won. So I'm just emotionally protecting myself like Rick Etheridge does. Uh, Okay, be sure to subscribe. Click the damn button so you can get these notices when episodes come out and don't have to go diving for this damn thing. I'm on social media at Keen of Comedy in all platforms. Uh, I got an album out on Tribar's comedy website and also uh, iTunes and Spotify called 2 and 2 Be Foe. Uh, If you want to hear straight stand-up, do that. And I hope you have a good, enlightened week. Keep breathing, slow breaths, where necessary. You're always one breath away from tranquility and enlightenment. Remember that. Fill your head with the good stuff, right? Uh, Stay there. Exist there. You know what I mean? All right. I love you. Thank you for listening. Uh, I'll see you next time. Cheers.